0: Welcome to the Washington Weekly, a ministry of Washington Baptist Church. This podcast is devoted to getting you into God's Word and equipping you to serve. I'm your host, Trent Henson, Associate Pastor. On today's episode, I'll talk about the Bible verse that led to the conversion of Jonathan Edwards. I'll also interview another member of Washington so you can learn more about our people and our ministries. Each episode this season, I'm talking about specific Bible verses and how they impacted people or situations. My aim is to show you the transforming power of God's Word. Today I want to talk about the verse that led to the conversion of Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards is widely acknowledged to be America's most important theologian and one of America's greatest intellectuals. Edwards was born in Connecticut in 1703. He entered Yale in 1716, when he was not yet 13 years old. He graduated four years later at the top of his class. He received his master's three years after that, and it was during that time that he became a Christian. As a boy, Edward struggled with questions regarding God's sovereignty. He found little peace with God and no true love or enjoyment in God. After battling pleurisy, his final year in college, he struggled with God's sovereignty in people battling severe illnesses, chronic pain, and people dying and spending eternity in hell. Once he wrote, quote, From my childhood up, my mind had been full of objections against the doctrine of God's sovereignty. It used to appear to be a horrible doctrine to me. End quote. That all changed a year later in 1721 at the age of 17 when he read 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 17 which says Now to the king eternal immortal invisible to God who alone is wise be honor and glory forever and ever amen This verse changed Edward's life leading to his conversion to Christ Here's how he describes what took place in his mind after meditating on this verse of Scripture. He says, As I read the words, there came into my soul a sense of the glory of this divine being, a new sense, quite different from anything I had ever experienced before. Never any words of Scripture seemed to me as these words did. I thought with myself how excellent a being that was and how happy I should be if I might enjoy that God and be wrapped up to God in heaven and be, as it were, swallowed up in Him forever. I kept saying, as it were, singing over these words of Scripture to myself and went to prayer to pray to God that I might enjoy Him and prayed in a manner quite different from what I used to do with a sort of affection." Now, if you understand the context of those verses, It may make more sense to you. In the preceding verses, Paul describes his life before Christ by saying that he was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man. Then Paul praises God for his mercy and grace toward him. In verse 15, Paul says, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. So when he writes verse 17, it's his response to God's grace. It's really a shout of praise, a doxology of sorts, for what God has done in his life. That's why when you get to verse 17, it starts with that word, now. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. See, he ends with that amen saying, let it be, stand in agreement with me on this. It's Paul's way of praising God that he is now an instrument of God's grace. Jonathan Edwards understood that. It then gave him a peace in God's sovereignty, that everything God does, he does for our good and for his glory. Edwards' conversion experience set the direction for his entire life. Later, Edwards wrote, God's purpose for my life is that I have a passion for his glory and that I have a passion for my joy in that glory. End quote. Jonathan Edwards was all about glorifying God and finding happiness and enjoyment in bringing God glory. Shortly after this experience, he began to write his famous resolutions, which, if you haven't read them, I recommend you do. They're a powerful read when it comes to examining your own relationship with Christ. In 1727, he was ordained as a minister at Northampton Church, and he was served as an assistant to his grandfather who was the pastor. In 1729, he became the pastor of that congregation. Throughout his time in Northampton, his preaching brought remarkable religious revivals. It was during this time that he preached his famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Jonathan Edwards was a key figure in what became known as the Great Awakening in the American colonies, which took place in the 1740s. It was a time when all 13 colonies experienced a religious Revival. In 1750, Edwards served as the pastor of a small congregation in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. He also served as a missionary to the Housatonic Indians. In 1758, Edwards was elected the president of the College of New Jersey, which would later become Princeton University. Shortly after that, he died of fever at the age of 54, following an experimental inoculation for smallpox. Today, he is buried in the president's lot in Princeton Cemetery. Edwards was a remarkable, influential Christian. And think, it all started with that one verse, 1 Timothy 1.17, which says, Now to the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, to God, who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Today my guest is Blake Hanley. Thank you, Blake, for joining me. Well thank you, Trent. Um really, really appreciate being a part of your podcast here. Well glad you're able to do it. Well tell me about you and your family. So I am married to my you know, Carrie, my wife Carrie, and we
1: have uh, you know six children who have ranged from ages you know, three to fifteen and have you know fortunately all have grown up in, in church here at, at Washington. So um, and, of course, my, you know, Carrie's family is long, longtime members here, you know, Kenny and Melanie and, and Earl and Martha are grandparents. And so, um, yeah, you know, it's, we're kind of enjoying being a part of this
0: and having our family as a part of Washington here. That's it, yes, and a very important part. Uh, so we're glad you and your family are here and uh, all the work you do in many areas. Well, what led you to Washington. So kind of, kind of short answer,
1: my wife, Carrie, um, you know, we, we actually, uh, we met, I was, I grew up at, and was a member of double Springs Baptist. And as a matter of fact, my, my family still are, are members there, but, you know, we actually met at that church, um, Carrie and I, one, one evening, it was a, um, a revival and, and, you know, once we got, uh, um, a. um, 2004, you know, we were married and we were really deciding, you know, kind of what we, where we wanted to be go, right, to, 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 to a church to be a part of or a church to raise our family in and, you know, really just felt like, you know, God was, you know, speaking to us that, that Washington was going to be the, the place for that. And, and it really has been. And, and, you know, just, and that's been the place that, you know, kind of God felt like that we've been led to be and, and God's really worked through our, our family in, in that decision right. Well, um, how are you involved here at Washington? So, um, I'm actually a, a Sunday school teacher for the, the high school youth boys, um, and then an RA director. You know, we're, we're, we're the RA's for the past um, a couple years, and, and, and actually I'm an active member of the Canaan Project um, group that's that's here at the, the church. Um, and I've been, and, and actually Carrie and I both, we've been Kind of working in the, the Sunday School department it was particularly the youth for maybe about 15 years now, um, and then just took on the, the RA role uh, a
0: couple years ago. So, said we have a good group of RAs for sure yeah. um, right now, and I know they're always doing different events and activities. We just had our. Uh, Children's Fun Night uh, a few Wednesday nights yes, back, yes. And I know upcoming they're having their Western Night. Can you tell us a little bit yeah, about? Yeah, we them? are. Um, we, it's
1: uh, actually June twenty third, and I think uh, uh, Joe Price going to bring a, a horse or two up here and, and have it on you know display. Maybe maybe take some rides or you know see the horses or have some food and some I think walking tacos that, that you know Miss Nan's kind of organizing the food, but but you know she's. We're putting that together, but you know, we're gonna uh, have some other activities. So, you know, we're looking forward to it and Hopefully have another
0: great turnout as we did for the for the summer party See it. Well, I appreciate all your work with our young people and Canyon project and our youth um, This says you really are a vital part there and your whole family really and their involvement in all those children and youth activities Well, my last question is always uh, what do you think is the best thing about Washington Baptist Church? I think the best for for me and i think for my
1: family too is just you know the fact that, that you know we can all be involved you know you know i'm involved, I'm involved. my wife's our, involved our children have got are involved and they got ministries for them here you know and it can really grow spiritually in this church you know and i feel like that's something that washington does really well you know with with expanding to all age groups and reaching out in the in the ministries and you know and i, and I think just allowing god to work through washington has allowed that to happen and, and i really think that's the
0: probably the key part and the best part of this this church that's for it. me so. amen i agree with that and i think some of our newer members are are finding that yes that we've is. had a lot join here recently and they're getting plugged in in a lot yeah. of areas because we do have a lot of opportunities that's for right. people yes. to serve for an active church yeah. uh, so I, I really appreciate your answers your service to our sure. church and to our lord And I want to thank you for your time. Thank you, Trent. Blake mentioned he is the leader of the RAs at Washington. RA stands for Royal Ambassadors. The RAs is a mission organization for boys in grades 1 through 6. The purpose of this group is to help these boys develop a biblical worldview with an emphasis on missions. The RAs meet every Wednesday night from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Our RAs and GAs, Girls in Action, will be hosting Western Night on Wednesday, June 23rd from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. They'll have horses to pet and even ride with parent permission. They'll also have walking tacos as a snack. If you'd like more information about our RAs or GAs, please contact Blake Hanley, Nan Spearman, or the church office. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Washington Weekly. Washington Baptist Church is located at 3500 North Highway 14 in Greer, South Carolina. Check us out online at washingtonbaptist.org. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast as you get into God's Word and prepare to serve.